Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord Jesus. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, many voices speak to us in culture. Many voices indeed speak to us in culture. For example, the beauty industry comes and speaks to us saying that our eyelashes are not lavish enough or that our beards are too gray. And so we must buy their mascara to have luxurious eyelashes and buy their coloring to have young-looking beards with decent color. Those involved in athletics, well, they always hear the voice that they are not performing at the level that they should. However, a new type of basketball shoe, an improved hockey stick, or an advanced golf club will do the trick. And let us not forget our jobs. Performance reviews come to us and speak to us about our failures. The voices of co-workers gossiping behind our backs come to us bringing frustration and security. Even other people's job performance and promotions speak to us telling us that we are not climbing enough on that corporate ladder as fast as we should, which will result in us not having a decent pension. Tragically, there are also harsh voices that speak to us, voices of authority that come to us from bosses and managers, voices not of comfort, but voices of threatening power to us to keep us under a thumb. Even in our families, the voices of parents can come upon us, weighing us down with the expectations and the beliefs that we have not met up to mom and dad's expectations in life. Even our cell phones, get this, our cell phones, they speak to us. We turn on these little three-inch screens and they speak to us with text and pictures showing us all the great things that other people are doing which then reminds and speaks to us of everything that we are failing to do. And then there are all those non-verbals that speak to us. Well, those Joneses down the street, they get a new house that goes up at the end of the street and it looks down on our homes telling us that the Joneses, 
well, they're more prestigious than us. But probably the worst voice, the worst voice that speaks to you and me is not in culture or not even a part of that three-inch screen, but it is the voice in our head that regularly condemns us. Dear friends, it is hard enough to live this life with all of these voices speaking to us, letting us know that we are not measuring up, but it is even harder when we hear that voice in our head that condemns us. You know what I'm talking about. You see, the world only sees what we do and what we say on the outside, but we, yes, you and I, we actually know our thoughts. And those thoughts that we have in our mind, they have a way of coming at us and speaking at us And more often than not, these thoughts, well, they condemn us. It's no wonder why we are so defensive and uneasy as people. At every turn in this life, it seems that we are bombarded with voices of culture and the voices in our head. It is enough to make anyone to to pull a shield up over their head to protect themselves from all of these attacks. It is enough for us to create masks Metaphoric masks that we put on to wear to cover our faces of sorrow is enough to make us pretend that we are great and confident and successful in life, pretending the whole facade when in reality we are simply not. But all this pretending in life, my friends, is not healthy. Pulling a mask over your face to hide our face does not lead us to safety building up walls around ourselves and everybody else in order to protect ourselves only results in us containing and living with that condemning voice in our head, and it is not good. You see, these tactics, they're not only foolish, but they make us toxic. They lead to a spiritual suicide, if you will. Now, dear friends, the voice of the world, we must keep in mind, is a voice of accusation. The voice of the devil is an accusation as well. And left to yourself, well, when you and I are left to ourselves, well, we have no hope then because we will constantly be trying to justify and rationalize our simple thoughts away to make things even worse. When God's word of law comes to you with an accusation, well, your shield will go up and your mask will go on, thus making you turn a deaf ear to God's holy and precious law. But it must not be this way, my friends. It must not be this way. You see, dear friends, you must realize that amid all of these voices in your life, the majority of them are intended to manipulate you. They are intended to come at you and shame you and condemn you and plunge you into insecurity and plunge you into greed and plunge you into covetousness to destroy you to make you go mad, to make you toxic, to drown you in your sin. Many voices in culture, they come to you so that you will buy their product, jump on the bandwagon, or support their cause, and maybe perhaps intimidate you to do all of those together. And that voice of the sly devil, that pathetic evil foe, the devil himself, Well, his voice is not to lead you to freedom, even though he sugarcoats it that way, but it is to condemn you and leave you for dead in your sins without forgiveness and without hope. Keep in mind, though, 
that the Lord's law, yes, the Lord's law, though, it comes to you not to take from you, not to intimidate you into submission, and certainly not to condemn you in your sins forever, leaving you for dead. Instead, God's law, his law comes to convict you of your sins. God's law comes to convict you of your sins. His voice of the law brings you to an end of yourself so that you might confess your sins, to acknowledge your sins, to acknowledge the truth that we have failed and that you and I might recognize our need for another voice, another voice of God. Bluntly stated, if you keep silent, your bones will waste away, no doubt about it. You will have a heaviness of your heart. Your strength will dry up, and your life will be characterized by groaning and sighs and fatigue. But God's voice of law is his voice that brings you to the conviction and that confession of sin sweet confession. God's voice of law leads you to confess so that your confession might be met by the voice of God's absolution. Dear baptized saints, amid all of the voices of condemnation, all the voices of power, all the voices of manipulation in this life, God's voice of absolution comes to you to give. To give. To give. You see, when the pastor stands before you at this baptismal font, when the pastor stands before you and absolves you of your sins, he speaks with Christ's authority and on behalf of Christ so that you can firmly believe that God himself has completely forgiven you of every single one of your sins. The absolution not only announces the forgiveness of God to you, but it is the voice of the Lord coming to you to forgive you. So hear this. Hear hear this, this profound, wonderful, incredible news, baptized saints. God's holy church, this, this church right here in this place, God's holy church, is that one place in this world where there's a voice that gives to you and does not manipulate you, does not shame you, and does not condemn you. God's holy church is that one place in this world where there's a voice that gives to you and does not plunge you into insecurity, does not plunge you into greed, does not plunge you into covetousness. The church is the steady and the consistent and the predictable place where God pours his voice of absolution, that is forgiveness, into your very ears. Absolution. It is an Advent gift. It is a gift that comes to you. It is a gift that is delivered to you. It is a gift that is poured into your ears. It is a gift where the voice of God comes to you so that you might know with absolute certainty that you are forgiven for Christ's sake. And so here tonight, in the stead and by the command of Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.